Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. This morning, I would like to talk about keys to connect to heaven again. I have taught about these keys already two times. This key is prayer. I'm going to teach you how to pray effectively. Last Sunday, I talked about how to pray, and now we're going to talk again how to pray effectively. Let us pray together and ask the Lord to teach us. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us. You want us to be fruitful. You want us to be effective. You want us to be very powerful prayer warrior. We know, Lord, when we pray, heaven listen to us, and we can see miracles, breakthroughs, and answer in our life for ourselves and for other people whom we pray for. We want to pray for our parents. Pray for our spouse, our children, for our business, for our church, for the country, for the president. Pray for the society, Lord. Pray for the school and children, Lord. We want to really know how to pray effectively, Lord. Therefore, teach us in this lesson, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I would like to read from the book of James, chapter five. About prayer, James chapter five verses thirteen to eighteen. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him cry and complain and leave the church, and blame the pastor. Is that right? No. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. P R A Y. When we face trouble, we don't complain. We don't have long face. Actually, I would like to encourage members of New Hope International Church: Can you please smile more and laugh more? I haven't finished the sermon called "Rejoice Always" yet. I thought I'm gonna preach in the camp, but I may need to preach before the camp. I want to see all of you smile and be happy. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. So when you get in trouble, you pray and have faith and smile. And when you see the answer, you notice God bless you. You sing psalms. You sing praises to God. Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Wow! I tell you, sickness is a big enemy of human being. As a doctor, I see people sick all the time. And I hate sickness. I want to fight with sickness, so people can be sick. Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him. Pray again. Pray, pray. If you are in trouble, pray. If you're sick, call the elders of the church and let them pray over him. I'm starting to produce the YouTube clip to read. The promises of healing about each clip about fifteen minutes, 
and I read the scripture to build faith, and I pray for people, because I notice that people all over the world have sickness. So we want to fight with sickness by praying the prayer of faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing of the word of God. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. We pray in the name of the Lord. We pray to the Father. We ask the Father in the name of the Lord. That's what you learned last Sunday. And with verse 15, and the prayer <laughs> again, prayer, 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 and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. In fact, Pastor Da keep encouraging me to teach a sermon. I plan to do it. I would like to listen to my wife's advice. A sermon called "The Causes of Sickness and the Cause of Healing," the reason how we can get healed and why we get sick, and one of the reason people get sick because of committing sin. That's why when we ask for healing, one thing we need to do is to repent and ask God to forgive our sin. Sometimes you can confess your sin with God yourself. Or sometimes you can call the pastor and say, "Pastor, I'm sorry. I have sinned. Can you pray for me?" And I believe God forgive me. And after that, we pray for healing, and the sickness will be gone. Amen. I listened to the testimony of a lady who got some kind of surgery in her internal organ, and after that, she kept have kept having bleeding, like the woman with the issue of blood. And one day she met another sister, who asked her to confess her sin and repent. And suddenly the bleeding stopped. And if he has committed sins, I believe all of us commit some sin, some way, somehow. He will be forgiven. That's why we need to examine our life every day and repent of our sin every day. Confess your trespasses to one another, and pray for one another. It's nothing wrong. To meet your brother and sister in the church and say, "Brother, could you pray for me? Sister, could you pray for me? I have committed sin. I want to confess my sin before you and ask God to heal me, heal my body, heal my finances, heal my family. Pray, 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 pray. Again and again in James chapter five, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man." Avails much. Wow! We should pray with fervency, with on fire. We pray and we believe God can answer. And you need to make sure you are the righteous man or a righteous woman. How can you be righteous? By repenting of your sin, and you depend on the blood of Jesus, and put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, James say in verse seventeen. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Elijah got hungry at lunchtime, like you and me. He feel tired and he need to go to bed and sleep. Sometimes he got discouraged, like you and me. He was a man just like you and me. And he prayed again. Oh, I like James chapter five. Talk about pray almost every verse, and he prayed earnestly. He did not just pray religiously or pray 
as a tradition. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Wow! Heaven is open over him and answer him, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. I love this passage, James chapter five, verses thirteen to eighteen. Pray, 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 pray. Pray for the sick. Pray for the natural things. Pray for the miracles. Pray for forgiveness. Pray for God's restoration. Pray, pray, pray. The Word of God tells us that the prayer of a righteous believer is powerful. Are you a believer? Are you a saint of God? Do you call yourself a righteous person because you believe in the Lord Jesus and you repent of your sin every day and you really allow the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse you? Do you have Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? I believe that Jesus is your Lord. When He tells you to do something, you obey Him. You listen to him, you heed his voice. You are not a stubborn and rebellious, so-called Christian. If you want to be a righteous believer, and your prayer will be powerful, you need to really walk with Jesus by faith. Faith alone, without action and obedience, is dead. True faith, true righteous believer, are those who heed the voice of Jesus and obey his commands. Or Obey what he says, and when we pray as a righteous saints, our prayer will bring supernatural results, will bring breakthroughs and miracles, and blessing and great things. I want to live my life that way. Actually, wow, it's so fun. Live in this life, and we pray, God answer. We pray this, God answer. Thing happen. People get healed. The doors are open. Supernatural thing happen. I like to be like Elijah in this generation. I like to pray like him. I like to be a prayer warrior. I'm not perfect yet. I'm still growing. I want to encourage all of you. We are in the course of keep moving and growing in the way of God. No one is perfect. I'm not perfect either. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still being transformed and changed by God. But let us. Go in the same way together. Let's go higher and higher in the way of God, so that our prayer will be more effective. Not only pray to us, we can command sickness to leave our body and other people's bodies. There are different types of prayers. Please listen to the sermon series called "Touching Heaven and Changing Earth." I taught that maybe seven, eight years ago. Please go back to listen in detail how to pray or the prayer principle in detail. Touching heaven, changing earth, and we can pray to ask God, ask the Father in Jesus' name. Another form of prayer is to command the negative things in our life, such as command the devil and demon and sickness and disease and the attack of the enemy to go away. In the name of Jesus, we also can pray. We call the prayer of commitment. 
the prayer of dedication. We can pray to command the devil to take the hands off our brother and sister or our relative and loved ones, that the spiritual eyes shall be open. We can pray. We call intercession. We pray for other people. There are many forms of prayer. We can pray in tongues. We can pray for our nations, pray for our city, our family, and our church. So, we would like to learn some principle of effective prayer. We are not perfect, but we keep growing and developing our spiritual life so that we can be more fruitful in the kingdom of God, and we we can become more effective in our prayer life, and to give glory to Him. So we're gonna learn some principle of how to pray effectively together. Let's start with the first one for this lesson. We need to grow in our faith. Faith is important to touch the heart of God, to move the hand of God, to do something for us on this planet Earth. When we pray by faith, God. Will really stop something and come to us and say, "Okay, I'll do for you." Faith is so important. Mark chapter eleven, twenty-two to twenty-four. So Jesus answered and said to them, "Have faith in God." That is a basic thing. Have faith that we did not come from monkey, we did not come from evolution. We were created by the Almighty God. For as surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, this is a commanding prayer. Mountain is symbolic of the problems in our life. Can be sickness, poverty, curses, or the hindrance in our business, or something going on in our life that stop us from moving forward into the promised land. So we can say to this mountain, that is a form of prayer. Command, demand, bad things to get out of our way. When we ask the Father in the name of Jesus, we ask good thing. God, give me good husband. God, give me good job. God, give me finances. Give me good health. Asking is for good thing, but commanding and saying. To the wrong thing, we do to the wrong thing, to the bad things, the mountains of our life. Go away, these mountains. Get out of here. Be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart. Doubt will hinder the answer to prayer. But believe that those things he says will be done. So when you command bad things. To come out from your life, to stay away from your life, you need to speak to it by faith, and have no doubt. He will have whatever. I like that English word, whatever. Whatever is a blank check. Somebody sign a check. Somebody own bank account and have the check in that bank account, and that person sign it. And give it to you without numbers, and you can put in how much you want. Maybe you say I want ten dollars. You can write ten dollars, 
But for me and Pastor Da, it might be ten million dollars. We want more. We want more from God. Okay, whatever He says. Again, He says. So when you pray, you say to the mountain, but don't just say it. You need to believe in your heart that whatever you say shall be done. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. Now, this part talk about asking. First part talk about saying, commanding the mountain. This one asking God for the good things. Whatever things, I like it. Everyone say whatever. Everyone say blank checks. You like blank checks? I like blank checks. I like whatever. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive. Again, no doubt. Believe, no doubt. Believe that you receive them, and you will have them. These are the words that came out from the mouth of our Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. These scriptures are not from Pastor Lau. They are not my words. They are from the mouth of the Master, and He never lies. He said to us that we need to have faith, and when we pray by faith, we can see the result. James chapter five verse fifteen again, and the prayer of faith. Everyone say the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Faith, faith, faith. We need to pray by faith. The question is, how we gonna have strong faith? How we gonna have such a powerful faith to move the mountain and to really get God's attention? And God really. Has millions of people to come to us and say, "I'm gonna do this for you," even though naturally it seems impossible. How we can build that faith? Very important to know how to grow in faith every day. We must grow in faith more and more. We need to have faith like Jesus Christ. Again, Elijah. Was a mere man like you and me. He was not God. He was not a superman. He was a human being like you and me. But when he prayed by faith, God stopped the rain, and he prayed again. God opened heaven and poured the rain. You can see that a simple man like Elijah, a human being like him, can move the hand of God. Can we do that in this century? In this generation, can we pray to God and God answer us like that? In First John chapter five verse four, for whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world. How can we conquer COVID nineteen? How we conquer the economical problem right now? We do it even our faith. Faith is of the heart, of the spirit, is not of the mind. We put our faith in God. We put our faith in the character of God, the power, the goodness of God. That is the reason why we need to know our God. 
How can you get to know your God? Number one, you need to study the Bible. You need to read the Bible. You don't read it for head knowledge. You read the Bible to know your God. That's how I study the Bible. I never study the Bible just for head knowledge. I want to know my God, so I can have faith in God. Number two, I have more faith. I know God by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. This is the reason why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is the reason why our church welcome. The infilling of the Holy Spirit, or the fire of God, that is the reason why I love to lay hand on people to get them filled with the Holy Spirit. Can you be filled with the Holy Spirit in your own bedroom or your own kitchen without me around laying hand of you? Yes, you can. If you ask and you are hungry enough, God can fill you anywhere. You don't need to depend on me. But the Bible also say. That God use leaders to lay hand to impart the Spirit. I believe that the reason God can do both ways, either personally in your car or in your own bedroom, that God can fill you because God is good to you and He honor your faith. When you have faith, He will do it for you. But at the same time, why God use leader like Pastor Lau like this to lay hand on people? Because God want to make you humble. God want to make us depend on each other. I depend on Pastor Da. Pastor Da depend on me. I depend on the video team here, and they depend on me. We depend on each other to keep us humble. Any time a believer say, "Oh, you know, I can do anything myself. I don't need the pastor. I don't need the church." I don't need anyone else. I'm so great. I'm so anointed. I can do anything myself at home. That is a wrong spirit. We have to be careful. We need to depend on each other. Faith is related to humility, and we can conquer the problems in the world. What is the problem in the world right now? So clear, COVID 19 Wow, COVID 1 9 really wakes people up. That little guy, that virus that you cannot even see with your own eyes, can shake. The whole world, shake the economy, everything. It means that we really cannot trust anything in the world. We need to trust God. We cannot trust money. We cannot trust our own business. We cannot trust even human being because human being can die from coronavirus. We can only trust our God. Actually, what happened right now in this pandemic made me even go closer to God because I know now that. I cannot even trust anything. I only can put my faith in God. God is a good God, and I can conquer the problem in this world by my faith. Faith in the Bible, faith in the power of the Holy Spirit, faith in the character of God, faith in the faithfulness of God, faith in the promises of God. I need to keep my eyes on God. Amen. Build your faith. You need to do your homework. I cannot build your faith for you hundred percent. I can do the best is to be example and to teach you and to pray for you. But you yourself have to do your own things. I like the scripture talking about ants that ant gather and accumulates food during the summer time. 
so that during the winter time they will have enough food. In the same way, right now, most of us in our church, you and me, are still relatively young. I consider I'm still young. Pastor Da is still young. Yesterday, I was talking to Pastor Da during the dinner time. Wow, Da, you look younger than age. God really sustained you. God really blessed you with nice hair, and no even white hair on your head. And it's amazing. Wow, this is the grace of God. We're still young. Why we're still young? We need to accumulate the food. We need to really take serious about reading the Bible every day, studying the Bible, listening to the good faith message, and build up our spirit. Because when we get to 90 years old, 100 years old, at that time we can use our faith to fight with any possible attack at the older age. Amen. Don't wait until you get to 60 and you study Bible. Now you study the Bible. You build your faith, and with faith, with greater faith, you can see victory on earth here. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, the Bible say, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that of not yourselves; it is the gift of God. The grace of God is the gift from God." I remember when I was a young believer, brand new Christians many years ago in Thailand. People who witnessed to me about salvation, about not going to hell, the forgiveness of sin, and I can go to heaven because God forgave me of my sin, and I don't have to pay for my sin. This is a main scripture at that time when I was a young believer, and I have held on to this scripture for my salvation all these years. That I believe in Jesus, I am safe. I don't need to go to hell. But lately, in the past few years, God started to show me that Ephesians chapter two verse eight is not just only about not going to hell. Actually, the word "saved" in the Greek language "zozo" cover everything in our lives, not just missing hell. We are saved from sickness. We are saved from poverty. We are saved from car accident. We are saved from COVID 19 We are saved from having virus attacking our lungs. We are saved from back injury. We are saved from poverty. We are saved from the curses of the law. We are saved from bad guys try to come and cheat us money. We are saved from. Robbers who want to come and rob our house, we're saved from getting involved with a bad guy, who looks so handsome, but want to take advantage of us and non, doesn't even have a desire to marry us. These guys just want to use our body. We're saved from bad people, from lawsuit. How can we get this victory, salvation of every kind in our life? We depend on the grace of God, but how? The next question: How the grace of God can manifest in our life when we say, "God, could you protect me from bad business, signing the wrong contract, getting involved with the wrong people, hiring bad people to work for us, and they cheat money from our company, whatever, anything in detail." 
how we can depend on this grace. The Bible says, through faith. Faith is the hand to receive the grace of God, so that we can be saved from hiring wrong people to work for us, getting involved in a wrong business, marry the person who is not sincere. That God knows that five years from now, this man. Gonna cheat us and have another woman? You don't know the future, is that right? The man can be so nice to you right now because he want to marry you, but you don't know that this man gonna cheat you one day. Who knows the future? Who can save you from that kind of marriage? Only God, who knows everything, and by His grace, He can save you. Heaven and hell is just at the end. But we need salvation every day in our life on Earth. Here now we need salvation from COVID-19, big time, and economy and all the business in trouble right now. I have to admit to you, I really feel sorry for many businesses right now, airline business and hotel. I have mercy, and I really cry out to God, please stop this, because I really have mercy on these people. But We need faith for salvation, and the grace of God is the gift, and we can receive the gift through faith. Think about this: all of us grow up as children, and when you approach your daddy or your mommy for a gift, you approach them. How you approach your daddy and mommy for a gift? Daddy, you're so good. I believe you will give me this gift. And the daddy look at your eyes and say, "Oh wow, you really trust me. How can I say no to you? I'm gonna buy this gift for you. This is how I get the gift for my daddy when I was young. My daddy took me to the dentist, and I said, 'I don't like that. This is hurts.' But daddy, I obey you. I go to the dentist, but I want a toy with a gun. I like to be soldier when I was a young boy. I like to have a gun to shoot around, and." I look at my dad with faith that daddy, papa. I call my daddy papa. Papa, I need a gun toy. I would go to the dentist, and right after the dental work in Bangkok, my dad drove me to the toy store and bought a gun for me. A, not a real gun, the toy gun. Okay. <laughs> you see, I received the gift from my daddy because I have faith. And I approach him. You need to approach God. You need to ask. Don't shut your mouth. <laughs> Don't shut your mouth. You ask, and you ask by faith. And at the same time, humble yourself and say, "I don't deserve this. This is your grace." Don't approach the throne of grace in pride, in arrogance. Every time you pray and approach the throne of grace, you need to come to Him with. Humility, God, I don't deserve this, but by Your grace, by Your mercy, I receive from You this gift. I pray for my daughters that God will provide for them good hus a good husband. I'm gonna say good husband because I have two daughters. Yes, each one have a husband. So when I approach God to pray for my daughters. Marriage, I ask for the grace, and this is a gift from God. I humble myself. Amen. 
The Bible says that we can receive God's help, God's salvation, God's protection, healing, deliverance, blessing, help, guidance by faith. When we come to Him in humility and ask Him by faith, and we realize when it shows up. It is the demonstration of the grace of God. I admit to you, Pastor Da and I are so thankful. I'm not trying to be sweet here. I'm really speak from my heart. I'm so thankful for the elders, the pastors, and the worker teams in New Hope International Church. When I say this, I want to cry. Our elders and care group leaders and workers in the church. Children program minister, the worship team, the video team, the sound team, the Indonesian members, the Spanish-speaking members, Thai members, Mandarin-speaking members, good people. All these people are so good to me and Pasada and to the church. They love us, and we love them. And when I think about them, I say, God, I don't deserve them. They are the demonstration of the grace of God. I pray and ask for the video team. I pray and ask for the children team. I pray and ask for the mission team. And you have given me. You answer my prayer because I ask you by faith, and you give to me by your grace. Faith related to humility. When you exercise faith, you are humble toward God. You don't say to God, "I deserve this." Amen. Our faith should be based on biblical truth and God promises and what the Lord speak to us personally. There are two kinds of things I mentioned to you many times: logos, written word of God. We can read the word. I have been accumulating the promise of God in my computer right now. All kinds of promises, not only the word logos to Rema, God has promised for you specifically for you. For example, for me, God promised me many years ago that I would be able to get neurosurgical training in America and get the American Board of Neurosurgery. That is for me, Rema for me. So Rema for me is my children will marry. A godly man. So I listened to God, and God told me, "Don't worry, I take care of your daughters." I put my faith on the promises of God, either logos or rema. And we should be diligent in studying the Word of God and receiving His promises. Keep speaking the promise. Read the Bible out loud. Meditating on the Word. Speaking the word and meditating on the promises of God, faith comes by repeatedly hearing the anointed word of God. Therefore, your homework is to read the word of God out loud every day, listen to good teaching that is full of faith and anointing every single day. Maybe one sermon a day or something while you're driving or you. Eating lunch or dinner, you listen to the word of God and build your faith. 
you receive God's word and allow it to build faith in your hearts. It's not about mental thing; it's about spiritual thing. Not only you feed yourself with the word of God, you build your faith by the word. Today, May thirty first, I have more faith in my spirit than year nineteen ninety five because I have done my homework all these years to bring the word of God into my heart. I believe that year two thousand twenty five, I will have more faith than today. I'm excited. I'm gonna have more faith in year two thousand twenty five. Than today, and year 2040, I'm still around. <laughs> I can have more faith than year 2020, because I feed my spirit with the word of God every single day. The second way to build faith is by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can give you the gift of faith to us, and we should be hungry. For the touch of the Spirit, for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, Romans chapter ten verse seventeen say, "So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ." So you see, we keep hearing. We need to hear the good teaching, good message. Second Corinthians chapter one verse twenty. We put faith in the word. For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes. Answer in Him, in Christ. And for this reason, we also utter the Amen, so be it, to God. Through Him, in His person, and by His agency, to the glory of God. My brother and sister, we keep partaking the spiritual food, the Word of God, reading the Bible, listening to good teaching. This is the reason why in my every teaching, I read the Word of God. I don't want to talk about politics and anything else. It's waste people's time. You can watch TV yourself. My time right now for 45, 50 minutes, I want to speak the Word, to build your faith. Build your faith, build your faith. Okay? Because I know that your victory happens to you because of your faith. So when we receive the promise, we say, Yes! Amen! Yes, we declared. Yes, amen. I believe it. You speak it, you declare it. And when you walk by faith, you see miracles happen, supernatural breakthroughs, victory, blessing, open doors, good breaks. And you say, glory to God. And your friends, your relatives around you look at your life. Wow, this woman, this guy, why God bless him so much? I want to know his God too. He is walking in the supernatural realm all the time. He always gets answer from heaven. And people will glorify our God because they see the hand of God move in our life. That's why prayer life is so important. It's a good witness. When you pray and God answers you, non-believing friend, look at your life and say, I want to know your God as well. To the glory of God. Yes and amen to the glory of God. That's what the Amplified Bible says. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. What I try to teach you is this. You build your faith by 
doing your homework, being diligent in receiving the word of God, reading the Bible, studying the Bible, listening to good teaching every day. That's why we keep producing teaching in the YouTube. I tell you the truth. I have to. I have no choice. I have to record teaching outside Sunday church, either in the studio here or out there. Actually, tomorrow I plan to go to a lighthouse to record the teaching there. Because after I have surgery in the morning and afternoon I'm free, I'm going to go there to record. You know why? I have so many teachings to build your faith concerning different subjects. Faith about healing, faith about finances, faith about raising kids, faith about marriage, faith about ministry, faith about casting out demons, faith about how to be a good boss, faith how to be a good husband, faith how to be a good wife, to be a good employee, faith in ministry. There are many subjects that we put faith on. I have so many teachings that I cannot get it done only on Sunday. I need to do special recording because I love you and I want to build your life. Yes, we need the word, but it's not enough. We need the Holy Spirit. The Bible says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that the Holy Spirit also can put supernatural faith in our heart. I noticed that since I came into revival. I got touched by the fire of God. The fire of God touched me. I drank. I was drunk in the Spirit. I laughed in the Holy Spirit. I fell under, under the power. The Holy Spirit wrapped around me. I feel like a blanket on me. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I spoke in tongues. When the Spirit touched me, I noticed that since 1997, that I enter into revival and the touch of the Holy Spirit, my faith has risen up so fast. Not just like walking from Bellevue to Seattle, but it's like I'm sitting in the sport car. From Bellevue to Seattle. Or from Bellevue to Yakima to meet my daughter there and my son-in-law, and my coming grandbaby. Shoo! The Holy Spirit helped you to be sitting in the sport car. Your faith will rise up so fast because He gives you the spirit of faith. So we need both the Word and the Spirit. I cannot wait to go back to the church to lay hand on people. And I encourage you, you can listen to the sermon on your YouTube and get filled with the Holy Spirit yourself while you are in the bedroom or in the kitchen. You listen to the teaching and then ask the Lord to fill you. I do that all the time. Sometimes I sit and listen to the Spirit. I start to laugh in the Holy Spirit. I start to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And I know some members are very, very hungry and very smart. They ask to come to my home and ask me to pray for them. And they came and they pray and the Holy Spirit filled them. Wow. And they tell them, don't come more than 10 people though. I want to honor the law of this state. Amen. So 
Two things, the Word and the Spirit. Please be hungry for the Spirit. Please be filled with the Holy Spirit. Please yield to the Holy Spirit. Associate or hang around with people of faith. Why? Because people of faith will speak words of faith and show you example of faith. If you hang around with people of doubt, negative people, they're going to speak negative. They can speak doubtful words. And when you hear doubtful words, you see example of doubt, you're going to be full of doubt too. That's why the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. You get close to somebody. For example, by my background, I came from a family background that are not very generous that much. Yes, some generosity for my dad. My dad is very generous. But on the other side, not very generous. But when I hang around with Pastor Da, who is very generous, that spirit rub on me, soak into my life. You can see this in the Bible. All the apostles that I want to talk about, the apostle Peter. The apostle Peter and John served God with the Lord Jesus and walked with him for three years. They received the impartation of the anointing and faith from the Lord Jesus Christ. After listening to his words and associating with him closely day by day for three years, after Jesus ascended to heaven, they ministered by faith and power just like Jesus did. They saw good example. The faith of Jesus, the anointing of Jesus rubbed on them. They became men of faith and they ministered miracles. Acts chapter 4, 13 to 14. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized that, listen to this sentence, they realized that they, mean Peter and John, had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. My brother and sister, three things to build your faith. In conclusion, one, reading the word, not reading for head knowledge, reading to change your life, to improve your faith, to understand and know your God, and to build up your relationship with God. Your faith is about knowing your God, who He is, what kind of God He is, how faithful He is, how powerful He is, how wise He is, how faithful He is. You need to know, have a confidence Yes and amen to who God is. And not only that, you study the word of God to know what he says, what he has promised. Two, be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Get lay hand on. Touch by God. Fill with the Holy Spirit so that you can have a sport car in your faith travel, your faith journey. Three, don't associate with people who are negative about Holy Spirit, who talk negative all the time, who speak doubt all the time. You are close to 
the servant of God or the man or the woman of God who walk by faith, exercise faith, and show the example of faith and speak the words of faith. So I believe that this teaching helps you to be an effective prayer warrior. Pray by faith. Receive salvation by faith, through faith, because of the grace of God. Humble yourself all the days of your life. Approach the throne of grace with a humble heart and ask God to help you by faith. Let us all keep growing in our faith in the days, the months, and the years to come. We will not be stagnant because there is a stench of stagnation when a cow dies on the ground. And after a few days, that dead cow has stench, bad smell. We don't want to have a stench of stagnation. We want to keep being alive, growing, moving, and we will really release the fragrance of Jesus Christ, the fragrance, good smell of love, of faith, of faithfulness and holiness and righteousness. Let us grow in faith together. Next time, I'm going to come back to teach you more key of prayer, how to be effective in prayer. Today, I plan to teach four things. I end up teaching only one thing. So I come back again. You see how so many things need to be taught. I want to explain in detail. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us how to pray by faith, how to build faith. Lord, we read the story of Elijah and we see that you answer his request because he prayed the prayer of faith. Lord, we want to be like that, that kind of man. We want to be a woman of faith in this generation. Lord, you are not the God of favoritism or prejudice. You answer the prayer of both men and women. And Lord, when we see the sick, we can command the sickness to leave by faith. Lord, we promise you that we're going to live a life of repentance. Anything wrong in our heart, in our lifestyle, in our behavior, in our word. Please show to us and we want to repent so that we can have good relationship with you and we can be called a righteous man or a righteous woman. And the fervent prayer of the righteous man and woman avails much or powerful. We want to be that man. We want to be that woman. That our prayers are powerful. And Lord, help us to grow in faith. Touch us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, every day. Oh Lord, help us to be humble like David, like Abraham, like Paul, like Jesus, like Elijah and Elisha, Lord. Lord, I believe they don't have to be pastor like me. They don't have to be preacher like me. All of them who are listening to this teaching right now can be used by you in this generation to bring heaven on this earth by their prayer life. 
their intercession. And when they pray, Father, heaven is open, and you move your mighty hand to perform miracles, bring the supernatural breakthrough, victory, blessing, and signs and wonders. There may be housewife. There may be even ten years old boy or girl in the house. When they pray for their parents, miracle happen. They can be just brand new believer, but their faith is so strong, Lord. And I command in the name of Jesus right now, all those who are sick, they shall recover fully in Jesus' name. No more trace of sickness, and the protection will be so clear in their life. I pray in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will give Zoe the life of God into their life, and their immune system shall be so strong that no virus can touch anybody who are listening to this teaching right now. I pray in the name of Jesus that the provision from heaven shall be flowing down from heaven and meet everyone need. They shall have more than enough. They shall have super abundance, and they shall, Lord, have left over more and more than enough to do every good work, to help the poor, to build your kingdom, to preach the gospel, Father. Help us to be generous like King David, Lord, like Jesus Christ. Lord, you shall give life to the generous people, and Lord, we believe, Father. That this teaching will become so real to us in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to invite you to come to know Him, to become a child of the Living God. Why don't you pray with me? I will lead you to pray. Father in heaven, I want to be your son or your daughter. I believe your son Jesus Christ. Shed his blood, died on the cross, to pay for my sin, to save me. By your grace, Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day, and I believe Jesus is my savior. He is the living God. I invite Jesus to come into my life right now. I repent of my sin. And ask you for forgiveness, Lord. From today on, I will enter into the superabundant, victorious, supernatural life. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me and loving me. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Praise the Lord. Congratulations. God bless all of you. Thank you so much for spending time with me and learning the Word of God. And I hope to see you in person soon and very soon. Pastor Dan, I love you and pray for you every day. And we know that God loves you so much. We know in our heart, in our spirit, God loves you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.